to another episode of Dog Pound Dish. My name is Maliki, and thank you for tuning in. Baker Mayfield is the franchise QB. No questions asked. He went 22 for 23, the only incompletion being a spike, five touchdowns, 297 yards after that terrible first drive that ended in a pick. He also graded out as the second best quarterback of the week at 91.2 per pro football focus, narrowly behind Drew Brees. Take your loss, Baker haters. Move on. This kid is incredible. Let's see if he can continue it, though. Today's podcast will analyze the Browns-Bengals game, as well as giving you the latest news on the OBJ injury, which isn't exactly good news. Hopefully, you can recover quickly. You've seen a lot of star players go down this season. I don't know if you can attribute that to COVID or just general bad luck, but you don't like seeing guys go down nevertheless. But but there's an interesting point to be made about this OBJ injury, so let's talk about that. Let's get that right out before we start to analyze the Browns game, even though this actually might... This is part of the analysis. You'll see. So, I'm a... I don't love stats because they don't exactly always tell the full story, but but I think this this sums it up pretty good. So Mayfield without OBJ, he has had a 64.6 completion percentage with 268.1 yards per game and a 1.93 touchdown to interception ratio. Mayfield with OBJ has gone 60% uh, completion rate, 226 yards per game and only a 1.32 touchdown to interception rate. So let's just let's just take that in for a second. Baker Mayfield is worse when OBJ is playing as his number 1 receiver. Baker Mayfield is worse when OBJ's on the field. Huh. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, you know, OBJ, yes, you know, he he's very talented. There's no, I can't argue against that. He came into the league as one of the flashiest wide receivers, extremely talented, great hands, can pull off insane catches. No one is doubting his talent, but the chemistry is not there. And Baker and Odell, they just don't work. They don't mesh. And I I said it, and I said, why don't we just trade him? And now you're stuck with him because of that injury. Hopefully he can get better. Wish him a speedy recovery. You hate to see that. But now you're tied to him financially, and and that is not what you want when you have to pay possibly Baker, Chubb, and Ward coming up to big contracts. And you also want to maintain aggressiveness in free agency to always improve the team. So that's worrisome when you have to pay your top two receivers top dollar and one's not even going to play. And going back to that question of, is Mayfield better without OBJ? And I, I truthfully can't give you the answer that to, to that right now. Because maybe that was just a fluke, right? You know, Baker Mayfield, yes, he played extremely well. There, you, you can't argue with that. He did. But he did play the Bengals. I mean, they, they are, they're not terrible on defense. They're average. But, I mean, they are the Bengals. They're not the Steelers or the Ravens. Let's not act like he led us to an upset victory over... A Super Bowl contender? No, it was a great game. No one's taking away any. No one's taking away that performance from him. But he he did go up against a subpar defense, average at best. So some stats for the the Browns' other receivers. 
You had Harrison Bryant, who graded out as a 90 uh, PFF grade in Week 7, extremely well on National Tight Ends Day. He had four receptions for 56 yards and two touchdown grabs, including a laser catch from Baker Mayfield in the end zone on third and three. Richard Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones played extremely well in replace of Odell Beckham and Kaderil Hodge. Richard Higgins having a little bit of a bigger game, six receptions, 110 yards. He was Baker's go-to guy, and we'll talk a little bit more about that chemistry later. Actually, let's talk about that right now. So Richard Higgins, so he, in 2018, Richard Higgins and Baker Mayfield, they just had something so special. You saw it, there was just some connection, and you didn't really know exactly what it was, but there was something about that connection that was, it was just so special. And if you look at his stats in 2018, 572 yards and four touchdown grabs. I mean, he had a pretty productive season, and he's already at 163 reception uh, yards. And now, you know, there's some promise because you, as aforementioned, there's there's some chemistry there between Baker and Richard. They have a mutual interest in each other, and they just they get each other in a way. On the football field, it really shows. And Higgins, he's a very talented guy. He just hasn't really been consistent. He was kind of Freddie Kitchens didn't really love him. But now he's in the second receiver slot. He's he's second receiver on this Browns team now with OBJ out for the season with tearing his ACL. So, you know, it's it's time for him to really prove that he's not just some guy that can occasionally connect, connect with Baker. No. Can he be a productive receiver at number two? I mean, he's going to be on the field for most of the Browns snap, snaps, assuming he's on the field instead of Kaderil Hodge. But he's on a one-year deal. He does, he initially left Cleveland, but then came back, you know, because he, he loved Baker so much. That was why he came back. He was on a one-year prove-it deal, and now he could really cash in. And you could possibly see maybe the Browns having to decide whether to extend Higgins or let him walk. But chances are Higgins will want to stay because of he really seems to like it here, especially with Baker here. And a lot of guys, they, the money, yes, of course, everybody wants money, right? But these guys also want to play. They want to play, and maybe Higgins isn't as productive in other places, so maybe you can get him here for $8 million, $7 million. It depends on how he plays. But I'm expecting big things of Higgins. He really looks to be very promising. That, that connection, Baker and Higgins, looks to be top-notch, and something that can be very scary for opposing defenses when you have Landry also as your receiver, number one, who is honestly... A pretty good number one receiver if you're the Browns. Even even if you have Odell out, he's very capable and and has plenty of talent to be the number one guy. And then another guy that played really well, the sixth-round rookie out of Michigan, DPJ Donovan Peoples-Jones, had the game-winning touchdown grab and also had three other uh, two other catches for 56 yards. So he emerged has really a pretty good steal for this Browns, you know, draft class that was extremely just organized, and you just felt like there was some sort of functionality in that draft class. And in the drafting strategy, picks made sense. They weren't, you know, befuddling like you'd always 
feel with the Browns, and you they've just been all been hits, really. I'll be honest, Jedrick Wills has looked incredible in pass protection. Grant Delpit hasn't played. Jordan Elliott, on his limited opportunities, has graded out as one of the top rookies, not just top defensive linemen, top rookies in the NFL. Harrison Bryant is possibly the steal of the draft. Nick Harris, although hasn't played at this season, looks to be a very solid backup and potential successor behind J.C. Treader, the very good center for the Browns. And then you had your sixth-round pick, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who is looking incredible as a sixth-round rookie. I mean, he is he played really well. And you even with OBJ out, right, that's going to hurt a lot, right? You love OBJ. He's a great receiver. And no one's saying oh, DPJ and Richard Higgins, Hollywood Higgins, are more talented than him. But you have you can have some confidence in this receiver group to step up and potentially do better. Not that they're again, not that they're better players, but Mayfield just seems to be better with these guys. I it's it's kind of unknown. They're just they don't have that connection. You know, sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. And OBJ and Baker just don't seem to have it. So well, only time will tell. I don't want to continuously go on on this Mayfield. Is he better or is he going to be worse with OBJ? But only time will tell. You're going up against a Raiders defense that has not looked good, giving up 45 points to the Bucks last week. Then you have a bye. Then you have Texans, Eagles. Then you have Jags. And then you have some tough games. Then you have the Titans and then the Ravens. And then you eventually have to face the Steelers again. So Baker will need to, you know, continue his confidence you're going to need to get a good stretch of wins. And honestly, I'm not too worried about the Browns making the playoffs, which is, uh, I, I'm worried I'm going to actually, you know, get karma for saying that. But if we want to win the division, which honestly is realistic, you need to run the table until that tight Tennessee game. You need to beat the Raiders 6-2, and two, Texans, Eagles, Jaguars, that's 9-2. and two, Because Steelers, the Steelers and the Ravens aren't, winning, losing many games. So you got to win all the games that you should win. And then, you know, uh, of course we have to recap the game, but that was the major storyline is OBJ getting injured and is Mayfield better or worse without him. But Kareem Hunt, he's kind of the unsung hero for this Browns offense. He played pretty well in the absence of Nick Chubb, of course. 76 yards on 18 carries for over four yards per carry without his top offensive lineman. Three receptions as well with one receiving touchdown. So Kareem Hunt has been, uh, he's a very good runner, right? He's hard-nosed, but he also has that electricity to him. Nick Chubb's more of a downhill, just pound you in the in the, the mouth kind of runner. But Nick Chubb, he, he has a little bit of uh, he has a little bit of agility. That Chubb is very agile, right? And he can, but he's really he runs in a straight line. And he has speed, but he runs in a straight line. And, and Kareem Hunt can really find the the, ha- the find the holes and just bounce around. And you really that's something that makes Hunt and Chubb so dangerous. And you're looking forward to that connection and duo coming back when he gets healthy after the bye. So, but Kareem Hunt, very good runner, but as a receiving threat, he is excellent. He can slip out of the backfield, has good hands, except that one-dropped screen pass. Hopefully, that was just a concentration drop, but nothing, something that will not appear on film for throughout this season, hopefully, with Stef- knowing Stefanski. But he he can catch the ball well, right? He has good hands. But his route running and his 
overall just being able to get yards after the catch is second to none. He can he can get the ball and he can do some things with it. Whether that's running it or catching it out of the backfield, he can do it. And that's what you very you know, in hindsight I was kinda doubtful of this Kareem Hunt extension, but man, that could look like a steal. Six and a half million dollars for the next three years per year for Kareem Hunt. That's a little expensive, but I mean this this is he's worth it. He is a great player. Definitely a, a number one running back for most teams in the NFL. Probably a top 15 running back. Maybe even top 12, top 10. He's just that good. And, and it's kind of a scary thought for when Chubb gets back and this improved air attack and the defense finding strides. This Browns team, you better watch out. And then, as I said with the defense, yeah, so it, it didn't play great. Um, the Browns just couldn't stop Burrow for the second meeting in a row. He had 406 yards passing to go along with three touchdowns, but there were some bright spots. Ward was excellent in coverage. He had some soft coverage that didn't go exactly the the way he wants, but that was more his own, you know, miscommunication. And he was also stout in run defense. You saw that probably that one clip of him sliding under a block to blow up a screen, bubble screen, which was excellent. Garrett, Miles Garrett, got home for two sacks, one that was a strip sack that was a turnover for this Browns defense. The Browns lead the NFL in turnovers with 14 through only six games. So, oh, sorry, seven games. <laughs> That's two a game. You know, you're giving your offense a lot of comfort to really run the ball and control the game. And that's what you love from this defense. Yes, they're not the most talented. They they aren't the, the best coached, the most well coached. But they can get the ball for you. And that's what you like to see from a defense. Just Greg Williams' defense back from 2018. You saw that aggressiveness that you'd like to see now. And Miles Garrett, man, he, he's front runner for defensive play of the year. Maybe even for the MVP. So we'll see. Ronnie Harrison also built off a solid Week 5 performance. He was out with an injury against the Steelers. And he's really showing promise in that Jamal Adams-esque role, right? He can... He's a hard-nosed safety that can play in the box, but he's also good in coverage. He's not going to be a liability for you. Whereas with Carl Joseph, Carl Joseph has great run defense, but he's gonna he's gonna make some mistakes in coverage. But with Rodney Harrison, he could be the long-term starter for this Browns at the strong safety role. Great, great trade by Andrew Barry to get him for fifth-round pick. I mean, come on, that's highway robbery. You know, I, I've been very impressed by Andrew Barry. Just a great draft class, great trades, is aggressive, but not stupidly aggressive. And just, you don't you don't sense dysfunction anymore. And I think that's the biggest thing. You, you sense a very well-run organization, competent GM, organized head coach, and they just work, they, they seem to be in unison. I'll be interested to see if the Browns, decide to pursue anyone in the trade deadline, something to keep you updated on. Again, listen to this podcast. If we ever make a trade or signing, we will be an- analyzing it and updating you with any rumors or eventual transactions. But anyway, that's not for now. That is a conversation and a podcast for a later day. Okay, but the secondary does need help. Uh, Ronnie Harrison is good. Denzel Ward is good. Greedy Williams, hopefully he can get back. Terrence Mitchell Terrence Mitchell needs to catch game ceiling picks. If he doesn't pick, if he picks that game, if he picks that ball off, 
that game is over. It, it, I don't know what he was thinking. And, and to be honest, although the Browns nearly lost, I don't know if, if he... Almost that's a blessing in disguise, right? If he doesn't catch... If he catches that pick, Mayfield doesn't get that that drive to prove that he's a franchise QB. And, and now he does. He, he did, and he delivered. He had some great throws, but Mitchell, you need to come down with that. I'm sorry. But overall, very solid performance. I'll wrap it up here. The Browns have a chance to move to 6-2 and two before the bye. Chubb, Hooper, and Teller, all impact players for this offense, will all be able to play, most likely, hopefully, barring any major or minor setbacks, after the bye week. But you can't overlook the Raiders. You, you really can't. They, they're hot and cold. They, they're the only team to have beaten the Chief, uh, Chiefs. But they also lost to the dysfunctional Patriots. Yes, I said dysfunctional and Patriots in the same sentence. But it's true. The Patriots aren't that good. But the Raiders, they're just very hot and cold. Their defense is atrocious. But I, I think the Browns are going to win this one. But we'll break it down for you later in the week on Saturday where we go over each Browns game weekly bet, Browns game in detail. And sadly... After that game, we will have to wait two weeks without Browns football, which is sad. But the good news is, is that Baker, he's back. Baker is back. And that wraps up this episode of Dog Pound Dish. Be sure to subscribe to Dog Pound Dish to stay up to date on your Cleveland Browns. Feel free to leave a review with any suggestions or comments you might have. Go do it. Also, follow us on Twitter. Also, go do that. Link in the description to keep up to date on latest episodes of Dog Pound Dish. Leave any mailbag questions under the pinned tweet on our Twitter profile so your questions get answered on the show. Thanks for listening, and as always, Go Browns!